This is your gateway to the latest trends in the Gulf, bringing you exclusive insights and thought-provoking discussions. Welcome to AB Majlis, an Arabian business podcast. You can find our weekly episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for more exclusive content, subscribe to us on arabianbusiness.com. Welcome to another episode of AB Majlis. I'm Lisa Amnegard, editor for Arabian Business Traveler. Today, we will be talking about cosmetic and plastic surgery. A recent report showed that the more you use social media filters, the more likely you are to want plastic surgery. Patients are not only getting younger, but have unrealistic expectations of how they should look. Witnessing this firsthand is Dr. Kirk Creamer, a leading plastic surgeon based in London and Dubai, and has been recognized as one of the top plastic surgeons in the region on Arabian Business Powerlist. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me today. So I recently saw that in Dubai alone, cosmetic procedures have doubled in the last few years. As someone who works in the industry, is this linked to the excessive use of social media? Well, you're totally right what you said. In the last year, we've seen a massive rise in plastic surgery surgery done by the young people. You know, we had in 2021, first time the average age of women undergoing plastic surgery under 40, which means a lot of women in their 20s, even late teens, um, start having uh, surgery uh, procedures. And that's definitely um, goes back to the rise in social media. And I would say I would pin it down with Instagram, which was launched in 2010. That was also when the Kardashians had their big appearance. They started the show around this time. And of course, Kim started uh, doing Doing their selfie, the selfie culture started placing it on Instagram, and that really um, started a huge boom. Um, what happens now is, of course, the more likes you have, the better it feels, and that's yeah. for the young people that define like how many likes you have. And now comes in this new technology of um, all these filters that basically you can change your face exactly to what you think is the perfect look. And we've seen over the last, I would say five years that people, young people, really come into the office and they show us not anymore the photo of a magazine of a film star or a supermodel. They show us their idealized photo, um, of course, which they edited with these apps. Sometimes I must say not recognizable. Do you think social media is setting an unrealistic standard of beauty? In the end, it can be a very good tool because you can imagine how would I look with bigger lips, how could I look with a more defined jawline or a more defined nose? So it's it's helpful for the plastic surgeon, I must say. But of course, it can go also too far. And sometimes it's very illogical. People want the, the eyes further apart, which of course we can't do, mm. or the eyes smaller, which we can do. And things that you think, wonder, where did this come from? But it's definitely the trend to come see a plastic surgeon with an edited Photoshop photo of yourself. So from a medical point of view, when is the appropriate age to get plastic surgery? Well, of course we have patients who basically are teenagers, but I say we have patients that come in and want to become a patient, but you should turn them down. I mean, I'm not going to treat anyone under 18. And um, now comes the point for surgical procedures, well, that is definitely 
you shouldn't be old, um, younger than 18. But if you go further, if we know that the brain is not fully developed till you're 21, and especially this part in the brain that makes us, uh, you know, let us make reasonable decisions. So I'm very hesitant even to do bigger surgeries on people under 21. They really, you must question them several times. They must be sure what they want. But I think if somebody comes 15, 16, 17, no. In America, you hear that they have breast augmentation with 16, 17. I've heard so even 13. Even I heard it too. I can't even <laughs> believe it, I'm going to tell you, because of course that's an absolute no-go. And if you know the female breast grows 13, we don't know how big the breast is going to be when the girl is 18, 19. So that's a stupid thing to do. So I would say real patients are never younger than 18. Um, I turned them down. Of course, they come in the consultation. I, they are maybe 16, but I'm not going to treat them. Yeah, so you have to sort of... Also, I guess you don't only, um, let's say, turn them down based on their age. Are there any other times where you'll tell a patient, okay, you don't need plastic surgery or other so, situations like that? Very often, because um, what is striking to me that these young girls, I call them, well, even when they're 18, 19, 20, they look beautiful and they're full of complexes. So, and I think that really comes from spending the day on Instagram and all the other TikTok. And I think there's so many Photoshop photos, but we don't see that. So, of course, you, you just scroll through beautiful, beautiful people. And yes, if you're not a very strong person, you, it's very easy to get complex and insecure and that's actually the worst i think that's very very bad for young people to be so insecure and especially i'm surprised that i would say as a plastic surgeon this woman looks stunning and she doesn't see that at all so um that's that's a pity this craze is probably very good for the industry and for doctors like yourself but as a plastic surgeon what do you feel about this change around beauty standards with this move like the development that's younger younger women, men too, but up for procedures, like you, you say, 19, 20, 21, 22, what they don't realize is that young people, young women have what the whole world envies them for. A 40, 50, 60-year-old woman envies, in the end, a 20-year-old because they have the freshness in the face, which is God-given. That's yeah. the way how we age. But the youngsters don't realize that. They do filler treatments and product, and they create a look, I don't know if they noticed, that suddenly a 20-year-old could also be 40 with fillers. So there is this pool of women between 20 and 43 that all look similar, and they give up on the biggest gift they have. They still have this youth, which they're mm. going to lose anyway. They're going to lose it. So they should cherish that. And I think hands off all these fillers and Botox. Because always, well, you know, an older woman's great. It can really make you look younger. But if a 19, 20, 21-year-old does it, she loses this freshness in the face, which, again, I must say, women envy the uh, women in the 50s when they you know i do low so many facelift they show me all with the picture that's how i look when i was 25 my facelift can make them look very young i mean 20 years younger but of course a 55 year old woman she's not going to have the glow of a 23 year old so this is something they shouldn't mess with these young people i don't know how to do it because it's really sometimes this social media a poison because you're flooded with all these fake pictures but if you really 
see a young woman who has this fresh face. I think that that's amazing. And, uh, and they will never get it back. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think many that start getting Botox and the fillers, they start seeing more complexes and want other procedures as they go along. And as we mentioned before, cosmetic surgery in Dubai has doubled in the past few years. So is natural beauty in Dubai a thing of the past now? Or what, what can you say about that? So in, in this respect, I could say that probably the Emirati women, we have lots of Emirati women in our, in our office in Dubai or patients from Saudi, um, they probably idealize a Kim Kardashian look, which means very voluptuous, um, the lips fuller, the brows higher, higher lifted, um, the implant choice for the breast would probably more on the bigger side than the smaller side. Buttock implants, uh, BBL, the fat transfer to the, the buttock, is probably much more in demand in this culture than it's in Europe. Uh, the European patient, um, I also see, of course, here in the European patient in London, they always want to go for, for very natural. Nobody should see they had something done. But having said that, what I noticed in the last years that even the Emirati woman changed. So we see more and more Emirati women who want to look as natural as possible. So the Kim Kardashian is still an ideal, but a lot of Emirati women change their mind and they turn a bit to this more natural, nobody should see, but of course I should look beautiful and young. I do, you know, I am expertise is um, facelift, facial rejuvenation, neck lift, eye lift. And uh, we can see before it says, oh, make me big cheeks, doctor, make me big cheeks. <laughs> now it's more like, okay, nobody should know, uh, but read, they show me pictures how they used to look and I would love to look like this. So it's, that's very interesting trend that, also, in the Arabic uh, countries, uh, the, the, the population wants to go more and more natural. As you said, the trends change. So how do you see the future of the industry? Will it be sort of like a walk-in clinic where you can one day go in over lunch break and get liposuction and the next day, I don't know, get a neck lift? Or how do you see it evolving? Well, <laughs> that's uh, the wrong conception and a lot of people have that. And that's a problem we struggle a bit with because people see the before and they see the after and nobody documents the in-between and the in-between is really the healing phase and um, it can be a long period that especially after lipo the next day after lipo you're tremendously swollen you could look even bigger than you looked before and then you must be patient you must wear garments you're going to be bruised and it takes weeks and weeks and weeks we even say up to three months until you have the final result some people even see up to six months that they even improve and get then finally the result that they asked for so this lunch break go in liposuction no i think this lunch break treatments are for non-surgical treatments yes botox fillers you know that that you could imagine but even a threat lift that people think is so quickly done is quite uh, painful and i don't see people going back to to the office desk afterwards We've been talking about the negative side of social media, but in terms of the platform itself for plastic surgeons, do you see it as a positive? Has it helped you in any way? Yes, positive and negative. The positive is that it is, of course, for us helpful. But if, if you come and show me a picture and say, that's what I would like to look like, first of all, I can tell you this and this is maybe not possible, but let's talk about whatever, the lips. And um, 
I can be sure that you probably created this look so many times and that you are sure that you want that. Okay, you, you identify already with this picture. So if I do then the lip filler, it's not gonna be a big surprise because you say, well, I wanted that for so long. If people didn't do that before, they didn't know how it's gonna look, I'm not sure. So that could be a bad surprise. Okay, lip filler are reversible, you can put an enzyme to remove them. So. In the end, it's good because you see what the patient really wants. Because if you just talk, sometimes it's difficult to to understand what the patient really wants. If, for example, if a woman says, I want a breast bigger, but, but not really so big, that people see it, but you know, nice and full, but not big. What would you say? Like, I don't know what you're talking you're about. You're kind of like an artist, like you're a like, sculpture. Okay, Exactly, but 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 sometimes it's such a, a difference of what the patient says and what arrives. What does she really mean? Big, but not really big. So if she shows me a photo, I know okay that's what she wants, and I can exactly create this look the same with the face. Um, so that's good. Unfortunately, I think patient alter their faces so much because there are so many options on these apps and a lot of things are totally irrealistic. And then you have to explain why you can't do that, but then the answer is, but well, the, here I can do it, and it looks good on me. Well, yes, but <laughs> you can't make your eyes further apart. Mm. You can't put them further together. It, so that's a bit, uh, develop a frenzy. What can I do next? What can I do next? That's, I think, the bad thing. So, mm. Because on a computer, it's easy with a finger. Or on, on a little phone, I, I create that, and, but they don't know how much, how difficult it is for a plastic surgeon to really create this look. Yeah, it's kind of, a, you're in an impossible yes, scenario. Like, or, but it's so easy to look. Look at me. <laughs> and look at it. Yeah. Not really, but okay. And, and, but, you know, most of my patients, I must say, they're very reasonable. You know, when you talk to them, explain to them. But I think it's very important that a patient then sees a specialist, a serious one. So to round off this episode, I wanted to ask you, what are some healthy ways people can do that doesn't involve getting cosmetic fixes? So, and it's very easy to tell you three things you must know about your skin, and everybody can do that at home, um, is three products the first of all i don't want that my age my skin ages faster than it does anyway genetic for genetic reasons you know we all uh, our genes determine how quick uh, and soon we age but there are the environmental factors which additionally cause aging of the skin and i want to block these so i don't want age even faster so what i would do always first thing in the morning put a free radical blocker mm -hmm. um, so we must block free radicals in the environment which attack our skin and make it age so this is very high dosage vitamin c serums ferulic acid they're great uh, serums on the market the second step would be a moisturizer hyaluronic acid serums or creams that's very very important day and night and then the third is we should, of course, stimulate our skin that it produces collagen again. Yeah. So and this is with, for example, creams containing retinol. It's a very powerful ingredient. Um, so these things, if you do that, 
definitely it's going to help. But the stimulation of collagen, not just by creams, you can also, you know, little treatments yourself at home, microneedling um, devices, you know, these little stems with needles, um, derma rollers. You just stimulate your skin, constantly produce collagen. You can go to a clinic, you can do PRP treatments, mesotherapy, injections of vitamins, acid into the skin derms. That's a very good tool. But I think very important for everyone this skincare they can do at home and of course our lifestyle here mm. in dubai with all the party <laughs> and working hard and not a lot of sleep that certainly doesn't help to have but we do have beaches you can go well that's good that you mentioned because i forgot something very important especially for dubai the three ingredients i told you there's a fourth one you should do, do, uh, apply a uv blocker mm. and not just 15 50 go for 50 yeah. you still 10 i tend very well with 50 all summer i wore 50 and people say oh you're 10 but i have 50 so it doesn't block you from getting a tan but you get a healthy scan um 10 and uh, you protect your skin so that's very very important for people in dubai that's something everyone should remember i think but dr kramer thank you so much for coming on our podcast today it was a pleasure speaking with you thank you lisa you can be sure i'll be back with <laughs> you in first okay bye-bye Thank you for listening to this week's episode and thank you to all of our subscribers. Sign up to arabianbusiness.com for all exclusive content.